today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We begin the program today. We are welcoming uh, back to the show Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger for our mini town hall. A number of uh, local issues that we want to get to. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for the time. Great to have you with us again today. Uh, Good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. You've been vaccinated, I I see. So uh, yeah, that's uh, one box you can check right now. Yeah, my wife and I were uh, when we when we became eligible, uh, we uh, we booked and we were. Uh, I was at the first Ontario Center, and Diane went to uh, the Wellington Street location, mm-hmm. and we both got. Uh, she got Moderna, I got Pfizer. And that's good. I mean, the, the more we, people we can get vaccinated, I know we're going to talk about the COVID uh, situation a little bit later on in the show, but the message has always been the same here: just get the vaccination, and we'll deal with the other stuff as they go along here. But uh, more about that well, later that- on. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we keep recommending that uh, people uh, get whatever they're eligible for. And I know that, uh, you know, eligibility is a challenge because the supply is a challenge. But uh, we're we're up to about 160,000 folks that have been vaccinated with the first shot. So we're making good progress. And uh, as more supply comes in, we're, uh, we're able to get it into arms as quickly as we can. Uh- I want to talk about a couple of issues, and one's one that you're going to be dealing with later on today, of course, with one of the other hats you wear, of course, is the chair of the Police Services Board in Hamilton. Uh, and you'll be dealing with a report today about uh, incidents of hate crimes. And uh, yep. this, well, as you know, there's already some controversy about this, and uh, some members of the community are talking about the way in which this was done and, and the definition of a hate crime. Uh, the, the, the headline, as we've been hearing on the news all morning, is, well, the number of incidents are down, and uh, a number of people are actually questioning that. I, I know you've had a chance to read the report right now. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, listen, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that our police services is uh, reporting and uh, they're encouraging people to, uh, to, to identify hate incidents or hate crimes. And I, I do want to make a distinction. Uh, you know, there are, as the report indicates, there were about eight, eight hate crimes in total in the city of Hamilton uh, last year. Uh, the balance of the rest of the 80 or so is uh, hate incidents. That, uh, you know, are, are, are incidents that, uh, you know, might be graffiti or, or, you know, kind of verbal outbursts, uh, doesn't raise to the level of crime. And so, uh, and, you know, and I, I would agree that it's probably underreported, uh, by the individuals that are involved. Uh, so we encourage people to continue to report. Uh, you know, the police can only report what they, uh, what they receive. Uh, so, uh, the, the more the reporting, uh, more active it is, uh, the better we'll be able to respond and continue to work towards uh, eliminating these kinds of hate crimes against, you know, the, uh, the, the Jewish community, the Muslim community, the black community, uh, you know, all kinds of different uh, kind of hates and biases out there that, uh, that we need to keep, continue to keep track on and continue to communicate, communicate that uh, these are unacceptable uh, beliefs and, uh, and standards in our community, and we want to, you know, do everything possible to support those that are being challenged by these hate incidents and hate crimes. I, I guess the concern, and I understand where a lot of the people are coming from in this situation, though, uh, you know, they talk about, as you say, a definition, a hate crime, actually a criminal offense, in other words, something that breaches the criminal code, uh, and hate incidents, which do not necessarily rise to that level. But I guess the question, Mr. Mayor, is uh, to the person who is the victim of this or the, the focus of, of, the, of the incident or crime, whatever you want to call it, does it make much difference? I mean, they're still a victim by this, and they still, you know, feel as, as if they're being... Uh, obviously targeted, and, and there's an awful lot of people in the community that, that share that view. Yeah, and I, I, I share that view as well. I think uh, anyone that's victimized in these kinds of incidents, uh, you know, it's a, it's a horrific event. It, it may not rise to the level of criminal activity, but certainly uh, 
is, is has huge impact on their uh, their their psyche and their day to day lives and and our in our broader community. So uh, there's every reason to uh, to ensure that we continue to get uh, these crimes reported, crimes and incidents reported as much as humanly possible, and that we also support the victims that uh, that need uh, you know uh, moral support and uh, you know other other supports potentially to ensure that they're able to kind of navigate their way through. Uh, you know, I just had a, a you know a session a couple of days ago with the uh, Jewish community, who uh, you know are a, a one of the higher targets for hate crimes in our community, and uh, we we just adopted through this office a, 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 an advanced definition of what a, a anti-Semitic uh, 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 racism is, and uh, and you know d- defining these issues I think is important. But uh, reporting them is equally as important, and, and I, I'm just grateful that the police service uh, encourages people to report them, not ignore them. So the moment you experience anything like that, any incidents or any anything that you need, you believe needs to be reported, and you need help and support in, report it to the police, and all the you know, necessary supports are available to you. But as you've heard, and I know because we've had this discussion many times before, uh, and you just touched on it, these are probably unrep- uh, you know, uh, uh, low-balling. I mean, there's probably a lot more incidents that don't get reported. And what community leaders have told me uh, is that a lot of the time it's because of the acrimonious relationship between a number of these community members and, and police services here. What, what does the police service have to do in this community to try to build those bridges and build that trust? Uh, I mean, it's an ongoing uh, piece of work. I think uh, you know, there's. I mean, it's a two-way street for starters. Uh, you know, there has to be uh, at least an appreciation for the effort that the uh, the police service is putting in to not only have reporting but to uh, to engage with the community in various different ways. Uh, the the relationships have uh, have you know sometimes been good and sometimes been uh, not so good, depending on you know the activity that happens in our broader community. Uh, it is a it is a community-wide issue. It's not just a policing issue. It's a community-wide issue. There's community need for education. Uh, there's a community need to ensure that uh, Hamilton is for all. The message that, you know, if you come here, no matter who you are, what you, uh, who you love, uh, where you, what color your skin is, uh, that you belong, that you are a Hamiltonian and you are a Canadian. And uh, you deserve to have equal rights and equal uh, uh, respect in, in our community in every way. And so I'm, uh, I think the relationships uh, need to continue to be nursed, and we need uh, you know, willing partners to do that. And uh, I think there's nothing but opportunity if we collaborate together rather than uh, continue to criticize one another. Uh, you know, there's a real need to, to kind of, kind of look, look past the past and start looking to the future in terms of what that relationship needs to be to make sure that we're providing good outcomes for everyone in our community. The uh, report, by the way, is going to be presented to the Police Services Board well later today, the meeting, and I'm sure we'll uh, uh, be talking about that as uh, you and your colleagues actually go through the report and uh, talk about it with yeah. police services. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I want to move on to another uh, meeting that, uh, that you had with council earlier this week uh, where you got a report from staff, uh, an update, I guess it was really, about uh, the inquiry into the Red Hill. Uh, the cost is, mm-hmm. uh, well, some people, one individual, I think I characterized it as astronomical now, uh, uh, some councillors are wondering if this is just a waste of time and money. I, I know you were supportive of this in the meantime. Is <clears throat> excuse me, is that support waning yet? Well, you know, the moment you decide to step into this space, and then you're really at the mercy of the, the, the judicial review process. Um, there's no undoing this at this point. Uh, there's there's a you know I think there's a need to come to a conclusion around all of this. Uh, 
I think there's lots of consternation around, you know, the roadway and the surface and lots of questions to be answered. And I think the uh, I still support the notion that we uh, we need to have, a, you know, a fulsome inquiry to get to the bottom of, uh, you know, who knew what when and uh, and what actions should have been taken or, or could have been taken. So the, the learnings coming out of this, I think, are going to be appropriate. Uh, the, uh, you know, the cost, you know, I, I'm, I'm mindful of the Collingwood investigation that was done not too long ago and, I think the original cost estimate was two or three million, uh, now and ended up at about nine million dollars. Uh, unfortunately, to come to you know these kinds of in-depth uh, reviews with some you know sixty-eight or seventy interviews and a full public hearing on this, which is I think part of the rationale as to why judicial review was chosen, uh, was that it was very public, very uh, open, and very transparent, and uh, it will give everyone in the community an opportunity to see and hear. What uh, what evidence has been uh, you know shared out there, and and the uh, the judge can then make his conclusions known as to uh, what kind of remedies we need to be looking at in the future. So uh, I support it. Uh, the moment you get into it, uh, we you know it was eyes wide open at the very beginning. I think uh, I, I think our staff did indicate that you know the moment you start, uh, the the cost could escalate for a whole host of reasons. One of them might be the uh, the pandemic, which uh, you know certainly has slowed things down and caused them to do uh, probably more alternative kind of work than they would normally have had to do. And so we're, uh, we're into it. Uh, there's no one doing it, and uh, the cost estimates are now, you know, significantly higher than originally estimated. But the original report did indicate that these costs could escalate and uh, be prepared for that. So I don't think that uh, anyone on council should be terribly surprised. Not happy about it, of course. And, and we are asking the province of Ontario, who's a party to this, uh, who also did some testing on the roadway uh, to uh, maybe help us offset some of these costs locally. Which I guess is really one of the intentions of the of the inquiry anyway, is to, to decide on who, as you mentioned, who knew what and when they knew it. But there's a, an issue of, of culpability here, too. I, I know that some of your colleagues are saying, look, we've already fixed it. You know, with the whole road's already been repaid. But I, I think they're missing the point here. I mean, we need to know why we got here and how we got here. Uh, and, and yeah. you know, did, was was there some problem here in, in the reporting mechanisms? I mean, the fact that this report was out there and nobody actually saw it, that's the information we have so far, is uh, is well beyond troubling frankly and i know that you've been very upset about this and i know some of your colleagues have too so i i don't want to say whatever it costs but i think we need to get some answers to that absolutely and that's uh, that's the whole point and i think uh, you know many counselors here were very uh, very annoyed that uh, that that this report never made it to uh, to to our desks uh and you know and i think there's uh, you know there's a question of uh, you know who who was responsible for that and uh, if if there was someone responsible for that. Why did they take that action? I think that that needs to be understood. And, uh, you know, and, and the, and, you know, the participation of the province and the testing they did, why was there a difference between one report and another uh, in terms of the, uh, the resilience of the roadway or the slippery slipperiness? I'm not sure I'm using the right word here anymore. Uh, the, uh, the, the adhesion qualities of the road uh, was, uh, you know, disputed between one report and another so why did that happen so you know i think there's lots of things to answer here unfortunately you know you hire a judge and a whole bunch of lawyers uh that, that dig into this to try and come to these conclusions uh, it is not a a, a low-cost exercise but i think the benefits overall will hopefully prevent any uh, circumstance like this in the future uh one other issue that uh 
jumped out at us again, and it was rather ironic that it happened after uh, we just had a, a rather unusual April snowfall. Uh, was the uh, the committee, of course, uh, talked about snow clearing on sidewalks, and I know it was a rather contentious issue during the budget debate this year. Uh, six to four was the the committee vote on this. It's going to have to go before council to be ratified right now. Uh, there is a large hue and cry in many areas of the city right now to say, I know it's going to be costly, but uh, we seem to, to be a, a need here that, that, that we had been talking about for quite some time. And I know it's always going to be affordability, uh, but when it comes to council, is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Would you like to see us at least explore this, or is it an issue that you just want to put behind you? Listen, I'm uh, I'm generally in favor of uh, you know making sure that the uh, the, the bus line areas uh, are are plowed, and I think that's a kind of a modified approach that I think uh, makes some sense. Uh, obviously, if we're encouraging people to use public transit, then accessibility that that, that transit is going to be important. So having the the main routes uh, you know identified as areas that should be cleared, so that that uh, that part of that accessibility is uh, is available to. Uh, to our uh, to our citizens, I, I think is a, a, a wise step uh, to be to do it everywhere. I think is uh, horrendously costly and and can be very problematic, and especially in areas uh, where where density is very high. The uh, the amount of uh, you know impact on sidewalks, on on you know, grass surfaces, on cars and vehicles, where when you've got really confined spaces. Uh, I think the evidence is that uh, you, you may end up with a lot more problems than you're trying to solve. And I think that uh, there's there's some understanding of that, and, and I think there needs to be some appreciation of that as well. And, you know, I, I've, I've never had a problem of having our homeowners have some level of responsibility to to clear their sidewalks. They clear their driveways in, the, in any event, and, uh, you know, to do their in the civic duty, to do a small portion of their sidewalk, I don't think is too much to ask. Uh, but I think the main routes, you know, along the bus routes, I think would make some sense in terms of uh, providing coverage in those areas. So as an alternative, do we just step up enforcement then? Because there are a lot of people that just don't bother to do this. And, and some of them, frankly, are commercial owners in front of their properties, but even in residential areas. And I hear stories all the time, and I even heard them after this snowfall, and it wasn't even that significant mm -hmm. a snowfall, of people that are basically housebound because they're afraid to go out onto the sidewalks because of, of slips, and uh, they could have some, some you know mobility issues to begin with. So uh, what, what do we say to them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we, uh, we 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 encourage enforcement. We have uh, we have the snow angels that are that are out there to help those that are unable to uh, to do the work themselves. We have lots of volunteers that are available for people to do that. Uh, you know, I think most people in the city are are quite capable of uh, you know doing a little snow clearing on sidewalks, their portion of the sidewalk. Uh, so uh, you know, I, I don't think that has been a massive problem to date. Uh, there have been some uh, some instances where some individuals, some homeowners, refuse to uh, to do do that, and we've been able to uh, to find them, ticket them, and do the work on their behalf at their expense. So uh, you know we uh, we have means where we can actually do the enforcement, and that that's worked in my view, you know, significantly well overall. Uh, uh, but again, particularly challenging in higher density areas where uh, you know the need is greater, and we we need to make sure that uh, the folks that are living in those those higher density areas are equally as mindful of the need to uh, to do their kind of civic duty to clean their snow snow don't be slow clean your snow and uh, and the snow angels are out there to uh, to help augment for to those that are unable to do it themselves so i think there's ways and means where we can uh, make sure that the vast majority of our our streets uh, do remain accessible and are cleared you know within a reasonable period of time 
Well, we'll see uh, how your council colleagues deal with this, I guess, at the General Issues Committee. Uh, Mr. Mayor, we're going to have no. to leave it there. We're right out of time. Uh, stay well. We'll talk again soon. Thanks so much for this today. You too, Bill. Did you get vaccinated, by the way? Uh, next week. Next week. I've got my wall right. ready to go. Good. Got the appointment right here. I'm ready to go. Hamilton Mayor Fred okay. Eisenberger. Thanks again, Mr. Mayor. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.